Smarties. Today, we are excited to welcome my ed therapist, Laura Corman. Laura is an educational therapist in Steph's practice, and we invited her on the podcast today to talk about how and why you should find your learner's superpower. Laura generously shares her own learning story with us and how it has informed her teaching style. She shares her ability to reframe learning disabilities as super abilities while talking about the importance of identifying a learner's superpower and using that power for good. She also digs into other superpowers that learners can have. And the three of us also have a fun chat about what we think our superpowers are. Before we dig into the episode, this is just a reminder that both CAP Educational Therapy Group and my ed therapist work with learners virtually. If you have a learner who is struggling, we are here to help you. CAP Educational Therapy Group specializes in learners with ADHD and executive functioning challenges, and you can sign up for a call on our website, www.capedtherapy, that's cap with a K, dot com. Or Steph's practice, my ed therapist, does all the things, including ADHD and EF. And so if you're interested in signing up for a call with Steph's practice, go to her website, www.myedtherapist.com. Now, let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 196 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we welcome Laura Corman, who is an educational therapist on the MyEd Therapist team in Redondo Beach. Uh, welcome, Laura. Thank you both so much. I want to take a minute to praise your podcast because <laughs> I've admired your guest host so much. And I'm just super honored to be one myself. And it's actually almost your 200th episode. Pretty big deal. Thank you for that. (laughs) Thanks for coming on and sharing your expertise with us and showing off a little bit about the awesome work that you're doing at Steph's Practice. So Laura, why don't we start off having you share a little bit about your story and who you are and what you do? So a little bit about me. I've always enjoyed working with kids. I studied education and special education. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, I am an artist. Also, I had my own art gallery. I love teaching art and helping kids just find their own passion in life. And I'm actually on my way in becoming a professional educational therapist in Steph's practice. Yeah. Um, So when I was a child, I was around nine years old. I was diagnosed with reading comprehension problems. And I actually had an ed specialist back then. They didn't really call them that, but now in retrospect, I realized that's what she was. And I highly connected with her. We have the same birthday. She really lifted my ego. I was basically mute for the first 15 years of my life, just really shy So she helped boost my ego, make me believe in myself. And as an artist, you know, just by blood, I've always struggled with trying to fit into society's idea of normal, which I'm also putting in quotes. Right. So I always tried harder than everyone else, but I ended up persevering. I got a 3.936 GPA. (laughs) Wow. Which I'm very proud of. I went to college, grad school, started my own business, and ultimately now have found myself. But before I go into 
what I'm here to talk about today. I do want to preface by saying this is all just my belief. It's my opinion because there's not a lot of data or research on what I'm about to discuss, which is unfortunate, but it can't exactly be measured by our typical assessment standards. So I didn't realize I was an empath until my early 30s. And I know you understand that because I know Stephanie is as well, just by knowing her. Mm -hmm. And for a good portion of my life, I saw it as a curse. And I was taking other people's emotions into my body and then internalizing it and turning into like a lot of health problems. So it took me a long time to realize today to become aware of my own superpower that most of us educators do have. Mm -hmm. And then I've been able to share my gift with my students and help them find their own superpower. We were talking about there's a lot of kids their self-esteem is gone out the window. They really struggle. They've given up mm -hmm. and just don't want to do school anymore. And they don't believe in themselves. The reason that I wanted to do this episode and have Laura come on is especially because Laura has a gift of helping those kids that seem to have given up really, really just find something that they are passionate about or feel good about themselves again. And once that starts to happen, the rest of everything starts to fall into place. So when we were talking about doing an episode about finding a superpower, I thought, oh, this is Laura's jam. <laughs> she does this at the beginning when she gets a new student. And I want to hear the process. I want to hear all the things. Yeah. So I'm happy to share my process. And I also want to keep reiterating that this is just, you know, my opinion and finding their superpower, but I do believe everyone has one. Yeah. It kind of relates back to one of your episodes with Seth Perler, I think was his name. Mm -hmm. You talk about the twice exceptionality. It relates to that because it's two sides of the bell curve. A lot of times their challenges are overshadowing their actual gifts, mm -hmm. but those gifts cannot be measured in today's standards. So that's why I focus on those. And then it overshadows the challenges and the challenges sort of go away over time when you're focusing on something that they're really passionate about. So what you look at, I'm sure you've talked about this on the podcast about what an actual learning disability is and the fact that there's so much stigma like negative stigma related to it mm -hmm. and how bad you feel about yourself. I mean, I still remember when I was nine and they told me I had a learning disability. It taints everything. It becomes your identity and you don't want that to be your identity. So mm -hmm. a learning disability is a disorder in one or more basic psychological processes that may manifest itself as an imperfect ability in certain areas of learning, such as reading, writing, or math. Now, I can't speak for everyone's ed therapy students, but my students in particular seem to have heightened senses and not just those that have the sensory processing mm -hmm. disorder, just in general, heightened senses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like if you think about sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste, right? Due to like these heightened senses, they also have a capacity for deeper empathy, compassion an increased awareness of everything going on around them mm -hmm. all the time. And that's why sometimes I do the same thing. You got to have one foot firmly on the ground on planet earth, but then <laughs> you can also have the other foot in this beautiful world that we live in. That's 
a more sensitive nature. Mm -hmm. I always believe that's their superpower. And to reframe it instead of as a disability, to have super abilities. I love that. Because it's really a compensation. Whatever you lack in one thing, you compensate with something else, right? And we all have that. Everyone does. Yeah. And so it's a sliding scale for all humans. We compensate. And so if you have these academic learning deficits or whatever you want to call them, you make up for it in these other areas. And for me, my students have that kind of nonverbal communication, that ability to be insightful and have this connection to nature and other parts of the universe, again, that cannot be measured. Because you talked about with the two e-learners, the multiple intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Emotion, spirituality, how could that be measured? That's not really a part in our brain. Mm. It can't be measured. It also is not graded. Right. And so in school, they need to measure something, right? So what are the grades? The grades are, are the reading, writing, and math. And so... We don't teach a lot of the other things. This is one of the the things we talk about with executive functioning because it's not explicitly taught. So you finding these superpowers for the kids is sort of like a foundation to then help be able to do the things that are assessed and graded, right? Yeah. And it's so important because they don't really focus on these wonderful abilities that they have in school because, again, they can't be measured. But these are something that I like to focus on because it really helps boost their self-esteem as well. Because some of my students, it really depends on them. That's the first session I meet with them. I try to find out who they are, what they're interested in, what their passions are. And what they're most connected with. And sometimes depending on their age, there's a lot of probing involved to get there, but I ultimately get there. So one student is like really connected to animals. So she can communicate with animals, which I think is a superpower. And then another one I call a time wizard. I think he's really good at knowing what time it is all the time and when things are going to happen. So it really depends, but it relates to the whole ADHD interest factor too. If you relate stuff to things that they're actually interested in and that they're passionate about, you'll be surprised how focused they can be for long stretches of time. Let me ask you a question. Okay. I've heard you talk about the time wizard in conversations you and I have had yeah, privately, which I think is such a great name, a time wizard. Once you figured out what his superpower was Mm -hmm. and he agreed, Mm -hmm. how does he use his superpower to help where he struggles? That is a great question. I mean, when it comes to math now, he's way more able to focus and shift his focus because he loves being the time wizard. So he's like, that helps us keep the framework of what we're doing how long we're doing it for, incorporate time wherever you can, right? Because that's his superpower. Writing, still a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. But if you can incorporate their superpower, whatever you do, there's not going to be the resistant mindset. So how do you say that to him? I'm curious because I kind of want to use this myself. When you say to him, I know that you're really good about planning out the session and you guys talk about it and I've seen all the stuff that you keep. So when you say to him, like, okay, here's what we need to get done today, time wizard, Mm -hmm. does his own input then come in? Or like, how does it, what do you do? 
I like, you know, having a schedule, as you know, for our sessions, definitely type A personality over here, but he will try to switch things around. So of course, putting the game at the beginning, which, you know, there's some negotiating going on there. (laughs) Um, There'll be like a little game in the beginning, maybe one at the end and then a snack at the end or whatever he really wants will negotiate and then he'll be invested. But Every kid, even up to adulthood, we love superheroes that have these extra powers. So if I focus and not just say these are extra abilities that they have, that they're somehow like a superhero. So the time wizard or the animal communicator or whatever it is, they love it. They're like, I'm a superhero, (laughs) you know? So Mm -hmm. when you have a little dude that owns that identity, it's so cute. Yeah. I love it so much. Well, it's shifting the focus, right? Instead of I'm going to an ed therapist because I struggle in blah, 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 right? It's like, no, she makes me feel good about myself and the things that make me an awesome person. And all of us, this is for all of us. It's not just for people that struggle in school, you know? So one of my students, she's in 10th grade. She had to take a Mm Myers-Briggs assessment for her bio class. And I helped her with it because... With dyslexia, it's a little bit harder for her to read. So I read the question, she answers them, and we did it together because she wanted me to do it too, just to see who I was. And this was fascinating because when she found out who she was at 10th grade, it made so much sense to her. They don't just list your strengths and weaknesses. They tell you how you can apply them, right? In a future job or whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of what her strengths were, were stuff that we talked about her superpowers being. So that was just really kind of reinforcing for us. It was amazing. She had a huge smile on her face and I just love that. I wish I could give those kind of tests to the younger dudes, but they're more complicated. And I of course got an INFJ, which what do you know, is the advocate. (laughs) So um, what are you, both of you, do you know what you're? It has been years since I've done it. Okay. I haven't done it in years either, but I have an S for sure is in there. Okay. An S instead of an N, but I know for sure, Steph, that you're an introvert, not an extrovert. Oh yeah. No. So it's I S something. Okay. Yeah. It's either thinking or feeling and then judging or perceiving Mm. is the last one, but I'll find it from knowing Rachel a short amount of time, I know you're a thinker. (laughs) I'm a thinker. (laughs) Yeah. You're a T, whatever you are. You're probably an E too. You're an extrovert, aren't you? I am outgoing, but I actually replenish my energy by being alone. So outgoing introvert. You're an extroverted introvert. They tell you on the hundred percent scale where you are, you know, you're probably like 50, 50. Let's do it again. Yeah. It's very fascinating, though, to learn more about yourself and how we actually sometimes change over time. Like, yeah, it changes the scale. But to know how you recharge is also very enlightening for a lot of kids who are spending all day at school. Right. And if they're around a lot of people, it's a lot of stimulation for those that are overly sensitive like me. Right. Then they need to recharge. What's your superpower? That's my superpower, I think, is being the empath, the advocate, right? The the person that helps others. I think it's your superpower. I just wanted to know what you thought your superpower was. (laughs) Because we've never actually explicitly discussed it. And what's yours, though, Steph? Because I know what it is, but I want you to say it. I think you're going to say something about maybe I anticipate your feelings or something. 
Yes. You're very good with that. Oh, personally. Yeah. You know, things before they happen. Definitely psychic going on there. (laughs) I could just tell, like, I know when you've been upset before. Yeah. I met Stephanie during the pandemic. So we never actually met in person and she still on zoom was able to like gauge what I was going to say or how I was feeling before I even knew sometimes. That's so interesting. But yeah, games, my superpower being loving playing the games. Guys, Monopoly Bid, have you played that? No. I just got it. Monopoly Bid. B-I-D? Yeah, Laura, it's in the office. It's really fun. It's like a fast game where it's kind of like, do you remember when you used to play BS. It's a little bit like that. Like you have to pretend whether you're going to bid or something on a property, or you have to choose how much you're going to bid on a property and see if it's going to be more or less or so you don't spend all your money. So anyway, I was going to say, anticipating is a great skill that a lot of kids have. And in Monopoly bid, my kid the other day bet like $9 and I bet three. And it was like, great. She thought I was doing all this stuff. It's so fun. Anyway. How good is your poker face? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. What's my superpower stuff? Your superpower. Wait, no, no. You have to let Rachel come to it first. What are you most passionate about? (laughs) What am I most passionate about? Most passionate about my television time Okay, and preserving that. But the thing that lights me up right now is the coaching of the team Mm -hmm. and things like Learn Smarter Pro and other things that we're exploring. I think my superpower is how quickly the ideas come, which is also my downfall. (laughs) But I have stuff balancing it out. And to be able to share that with others, right? And to communicate that, yes. Yeah. Yes. And writing. Okay, so ready? Your superpower is language. You can absolutely say things in a way that need to be said in a way that I cannot. And that's something that I also lack in, Rachel, that I just admire you so much for that because I never can communicate what I'm feeling or thinking properly, but you always find the right word. She does. Well, I appreciate that. I will say that personally, it can take me some time to figure it out. But from a business perspective, a professional setting, like doing the podcast or communicating with the family or redirecting a team member or giving feedback, yes, I agree I don't know that we ever talked about this on the podcast, but Corey, when she was our business manager, she made me a thing on Canva because she's like, you're so good at writing that difficult email. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how do I monetize that, Corey? (laughs) So she made me like a Canva meme for like Instagram, like 10 difficult emails written by Rachel for X amount of dollars. And like, (laughs) it comes fast and naturally. So if you ever need help, you just let me know and I'll... I'll bust it out for you. (laughs) Good to know. She does it for me often. You guys compliment each other very well. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel wrote the bones. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've I've tried something different in terms of coaching now with my team because, you know, they would just be like, hey, Rachel, this is what I want to communicate. And I would just sit down and write it. And now I'm trying to teach them how to do it for themselves a little bit more. So now it's, hey, you write it and I'll spruce it up for you. 
And I'll tell you why I'm making certain changes so you can learn. And actually, it was awesome because Katie just did that. Katie is our clinic director at CAP Educational Therapy. She's also been featured on the podcast Mm -hmm. a couple of times. And she wrote the most beautiful email. I was so proud of her. I'm like, Katie, I don't have to make any changes. But Katie and I also talk about that because there's something tonally that communicates well, too. Mm. Mm -hmm. But yes, to not enable people, you have to give them the skills. Teach us teachers. I'm trying to teach them (laughs) how to do it themselves so that I don't also lessens the amount of time I have to work on something. But (laughs) Steph, you don't think my ideas are a superpower? You have a lot of really amazing ideas and they're plentiful. (laughs) I think if I had to choose one that I think is an absolute superpower, it's that because I don't know anybody else that does it like you. Well, and you're translating those big ideas through the language, right? See how Laura does that? Do you see, did you just see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making the connection. I agree. Uh-huh. I appreciate you guys just indulging me for the last five minutes and telling me what I'm good at. <laughs> did it not just boost your ego? It totally boosted my ego. You could totally see it in the way she's sitting, you guys. You just like totally brightened up. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about myself right now. See, and that's why, like, if I had you do something maybe that you didn't want to do right now, would you be more willing to do it? I might be more willing to try something. In all of our daily lives, like, I do it for my friends. I do it for family. This is not just for my students. I think it's something that's like, you know, we're all special. It makes you a wonderful friend to be around. That's a separate podcast on how to block, right, with uh, being an empath and how to maintain my own sanity. Yes. (laughs) By not absorbing. Everyone else's. Yeah, that is accurate. I'm still learning. Stephanie (laughs) knows, but I've made progress. So (laughs) (laughs) that you have, I will definitely give you that. So can we talk about a couple of other like superpower examples? I would just love to hear examples. So if a parent is trying to help their student find their superpower, like what are some superpowers that they could potentially have? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, a lot of The students, like I said, with a heightened awareness are sort of like us and they are empaths a lot of times. So like one of them is a new client to our practice and her mom was very worried about her because they've completely focused on the disability and she is very quiet. She's basically a miniature version of me when I was younger, very, very shy, very withdrawn and that sort of diagnosis has prevented her from really coming out of her shell. She's only in fifth grade. So the mom just loved the idea of me turning it around into finding those sensitivities that she has as a strength because no one has ever positioned that idea to her before. It's always been a negative So the fact that she feels what's going on around her, that she gets anxious, right? So they're focusing on the anxiety. They're focusing on all of this negative from the results of her sensitivity. So Mm -hmm. from my own experience, I can realize, yes, I view that as a negative for a good portion of my life. But now I see it as a positive because I've been able to help so many people. And when you learn how to block. So a lot of times with her, first, she said her superpower was being quiet which was kind of funny because how do we reframe quiet, right? And she's observant. 
She's very, very observant. Mm. She, she knows everything that's going on around her at all times. That is pretty much a superpower, don't you think? Yes. And she's always thinking about it. She's observing, she's thinking. So we're shifting it, turning it around. And then also teaching her a lot of times the first thing we do in the session is a mindfulness technique. Mm. So what are those five senses? What do you hear? What do you see right now? What are you touching? What do you smell? A lot of times our own breath and our, our masks, but just the quick check-in in the beginning, or I love little meditations, like a one minute meditation of just breathing in for three seconds, breathing out for three seconds. Mm-hmm. Those are quick little tools and tips to help with the anxiety and then to help her shift her focus instead of all of this overwhelming stimuli around us, right? To focus now on the task at hand. So a lot of my students are like that. And I don't know if that's just me and you've just paired me with students that are like me. Mostly. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely kids that you are absolutely a match for. Yeah. So, but I can't believe it's not just me, right? I think that there are a lot of students that are like this that have a very strong strength in something else that's not measured or just not acknowledged. Not acknowledged. Yeah. It's really almost what to synthesize, it's about witnessing, Mm -hmm. about bearing witness and reflecting that back to the learner that you're working with. Thank you for our language superpower over here. Uh uh (laughs) See, I talk a lot with my hands and Stephanie knows what I'm talking about because I don't have to say it. She just knows. But now I need Rachel to actually (laughs) verbalize it. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Well, yeah. See, you two complement each other so well with that. Absolutely true. That's why this whole podcast even came to be because we complement each other for sure. At the beginning, when I got hired at Steph's practice at the beginning of the pandemic, I like binge listen to the first 50 episodes that you guys, as Rachel's going to say, that's a lot of Steph and Rach. That's a lot of Rachel and Steph time. (laughs) But I loved it. I wrote notes down, you know, type A personality, but the tips and tricks, you know, and and having the both sides, Abbott and Costello that you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) For our listeners at home, I want parents or teachers to write down what you think your superpower is and what you think your student's superpower is and how they can use that in the world. I love. I love that. We're a big fan of family meetings, and this is almost a great topic for a family meeting. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, if you're a kid and you are not sure that you could even have a superpower when you do have one, Mm -hmm. and having your parents notice you and recognize that, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it relates to what you talk about when you ask your students, what makes you smile today? Or what do you love about your kid when you talk to the parents, right? That's the first thing you ask. It's just along those lines. And I'm so appreciative that you guys gave me this outlet to express my, what would you call it? Theory? Your superpower. Yeah. Your superpower. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your superpower with us today. We want to hear all about everybody else's superpowers. So definitely send us an email about what this episode made you think about at Rachel and Steph at LearnSmarterPodcast.com. We'll make sure to share it with Laura too. Yeah, because I would love to hear if you have a learner or you yourself have a really unique superpower. I want to hear them all. Love it. Laura, will you say our signature sign off? Have a great week, Smarties. (laughs) Have a great week. (laughs)